Welcome to Leadership Revealed, where John Paul shares his no-nonsense approach to all things leadership and scaling businesses. John interviews some of the most successful people in their industries to see what it takes to become a great leader. Be prepared for the truth about leadership and business. Please welcome your host, serial entrepreneur and top-selling author, John Paul. Hi everyone and welcome to another edition of Leadership Revealed and in this episode and probably another two or three more I'm going to talk about productivity and and especially around efficiency and how to be effective at work. One of the questions I get asked a lot of the time is John you seem to have a hell of a lot on, you're you're co-own a huge estate agency, you've got a tech company, you've got your coaching business, you've got a property portfolio, you've got a finger in a lot of pies um, and yet you seem to have quite a lot of time on your hands. Um, how do you do it? And the answer is, I don't know. Um, no, but in all seriousness, it's a lot to do with being productive yourself, being efficient and being effective and having a great team and being surrounded by some great people. So I'm going to take this episode just to give you the broad brush strokes of how I operate my businesses. And then I'm going to probably delve into um, in a little greater detail in the subsequent episodes and get really, really specific about how I'm able to do that. So just to let you know, um, I founded and co-owned an 11-branch network of estate agents up in the northeast of England. We manage a couple of thousand houses. We'll sell probably about 1,000 a year, and we've got 50-plus staff. And the great thing is I don't get involved in the day-to-day running of the business. Now, in that um, instance, it was always set up that I wouldn't run the business. I've got an amazing MD. Um, in Adele, who most of you listening to this podcast will know, and she's a better manager than I will ever, ever hope to be in that industry, because it's just something that I'm not massively passionate about. Management is not something I I really, really love. Leading, strategy, big vision thinking, coming up with ideas, entrepreneurial um, ideas, those are the things that get me up in the morning, starting businesses, growing them, scaling them, then handing off to someone. So in that instance, it was always going to be set up that we're going to grow and scale the business. Adele took over the business and she just runs it absolutely beautifully. So that's how we grew and scaled that business. And it is all about your team. It's all about finding people that you trust. And I know recruitment is a real issue at the minute in this industry and many, many others. But if we put the massive focus on, on recruitment and we have a robust recruitment and retainment strategy. It's very, very important that we, we not only find the right people, but we know how to keep them. Then that makes growing and scaling a business so much easier. As the saying goes, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go further, go together. It's so true. Because once you have that ability to, to hand things over, i.e. to delegate the people, then you can concentrate and you can go into something else. That doesn't mean take your eye off the ball. But the information that you require to look after that business or to make sure that business is run well changes. So in the beginning, when I was running the business and I was I was uh, getting involved in everything, it was like, who's made the complaints? Have we paid the staff? What are, the, what are we measuring? You know, how many landlords have we got on? What's the market and what's the sales? Now I don't get involved in any of that. It's a case of I'll have a catch up with Adele. She'll tell me what's going on. We'll have a look at the P&Ls. Great. Fantastic. Because I trust her enough that she can go away and she can she can run the business, in all honesty, better than what I could. Because, that, again, that is not my skill set. You need the right bums and the right seats on the right bus heading in the right direction. And a lot of people think that in that scenario, in that analogy, 
that you need to be the bus driver and you're in your bus and you're driving along and you're you're driving people um, towards uh, the destination. You're not, you're the conductor. You're allowing the people to get on and get off the bus. So you're recruiting the right people to drive the bus. You're recruiting the right people to help fix the bus, to clean the bus, to do whatever it is. But the direction is set by you and your team. Once you have got the right people on board, then you can almost sort of retire as, as a conductor. I don't do any of the hiring. I don't do any of the firing. I don't get involved in any aspect of that business. Now, if you take my property portfolio, I've got a reasonably sized property portfolio by, by most people's standards. And I actually started investing in property, oh, probably about 15, 18 years ago. Now it's that long ago. And I did that as a pension. Now, the business manages my, my property. So again, I don't get involved in it. I'll get an email saying, you know, we've got this repair and it's above a certain amount. Do you want to do it? I'll get into Reese once a month and I'll, I'll, I'll look at them and say, right, what we're doing for this, what we're doing for that. It takes me about half an hour a month. But that again, produces me quite a good chunk of my income. Um, this The property portfolio does. So I do need to spend a little bit of time. There's no such thing as totally passive income. No such thing whatsoever. You do have to keep an eye on it. You do have to keep checking in. There will be questions asked, you know, for instance, in most of the areas where I've got probably selective licensing has come in. And that's effectively like an additional check, an additional sort of governance where before you put a tenant in, you've got to go through different additional checks with the, with the council. They check the property. You've got to apply for a license. Quite onerous in all honesty. It's a bit of a big admin. Now, I couldn't delegate that because I'm the owner of the property. So I had to get involved and it did take up pretty much a month, not not solid work, but, you know, five or six hours here, three or four hours there. And it was over a period of about four to six weeks. But we got there, and it doesn't need to be done again. Now, in that instance, I had to get involved. So that was a complete one-off, you know, the first time it's, it's ever happened. Um, but after that, it is a case of just once a month to have a look at the arrears. If there's any big issues or dramas in the properties, then the girls in the office will just drop us an email and say, can we have your, your, your sign-off on this? So that doesn't take up a, a lot of my time. Um, I'm setting up a, a SaaS business, a software as a solution business. Now, that is where the majority of my focus will be moving forward. Probably is about three days a week, if, if I'm honest. Now, that's really, really super exciting because I'm starting from the bottom again in an industry I'm not familiar with, doing a project I'm not familiar with. So there's an awful lot of research. And if anybody knows me, is listening or watching this, you'll totally appreciate when I when I get my teeth into something, I really, really go at it. So, you know, I'm just researching, 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 and it's a massive, massive steep learning curve. It's a very, very enjoyable one, but it's I'm excited because it feels as though I'm 21 again, many, many years ago, and I'm starting again in business. And that's the type of thing I really enjoy. Then I've got lots of other stuff, which I'm, you know, silent partners or, or I just delegate to other people. So I'm I'm, I'm not too concerned about that. And I've also got my coaching, which I do a couple of days a week, which I really, really enjoy. In fact, I've just come off um, two coaching calls. And that's what actually prompted me to do this video and podcast. Because one of the questions was, JP, how can you, you seem to have so much time? Do you have so much time? And the honest answer is I've got the same amount of time as everybody else. And we spoke about this on several other podcasts, so I'm not going to go into too much detail. It's not about time management. It should be called priority or choice management. Because it's whatever is the most important at the time you do it. I'm very, very strict on my diary. I always, always, always have my diary laid out for the week, literally within the half an hour. Now, I've got plenty of like gaps in there. That's not that I need to plug it. 
because I know some things are going to go slightly over, some unexpected things are going to come in, and I want to be able to have that free time to be able to jump on it as and when needed. I don't want to have back-to-back-to-back-to-back-to-back every single day, and then if something goes wrong, not only does it knock one off by five or ten minutes, by the end of the day, everybody's late. I've disappointed all my clients and all my coaching clients. So I want to make sure that I've got plenty of gaps. And if nothing comes up, I can either read, I can play online chess for five, ten minutes, I can do a bit more research on the SaaS company. But I never, never overstress my diary. I've always got some little points that if anything um, leaks into it, then I've got that little time to be able to deal with it. So by being efficient and effective with your diary, it allows you not to get stressed. It allows you not to disappoint people. And all the things that you've committed to, you manage to get them completed or to the point where you you agree to. Most people try and pack everything into a diary and try and be a martyr to your diary and work late and work evenings. I don't work evenings. I don't work past half five, six o'clock. I get up ridiculously early. So, you know, I might start at five, half five, and that's fine. But on a normal day, I'll finish at four o'clock. That's a, no, that's a normal day. At a push, I'll be working at half four, five o'clock. Um, and I used to work Saturdays and Sundays. I might work a Saturday morning if I've got a couple of hours, but that's about it. And that's only if I've got a project. And because I'm starting this new SaaS project, it is like going back in time where I am working longer hours than normal, but I absolutely love it. And I'm totally fine with that because it's a passion. It's new. It's a shiny penny. I'm putting everything into it. It's that build phase. We're not even at the grow and scale phase. We're, we're just building the company. We're building the software. We're building the marketing plan or the go-to-market plan. We're building our um, ideal customer profile, ICP. We're building all the stuff that you need to build before you launch. So it's a pre-launch stage, but that's fine. I'm really, really excited about that. And that's something I can devote my energy into because I've got the trust in Adele running um, my business. I've got a trust in the girls running my property portfolio. I trust my business partners running all the other business ventures. And by the way, when I got involved in those business ventures, it was always agreed that I wasn't going to get involved in it. I'd be there on a, an advisory capacity, non-exec capacity, but I wouldn't be getting involved in the day-to-day running of the business. And it was only businesses I truly believed in, the actual product or the service, and I had to believe in my business partner. Because if you don't believe in your business partner, then you know why are you going into business them in the first place? And don't get me wrong, we've all had business partners that have turned out not to be what they said were, a bit of dishonest, that didn't have integrity, you know, ruthless, whatever it is. But in the main, if you've got a business partner, you've got to trust and like them. And that's that's where my business partners, that's, you know, you've got to get the trust and like them, and I do, because I wouldn't be in business in the first place. So that is how I managed to squeeze to some what they feel as an awful lot of work in, in business into the same work and week as everybody else. Now, I don't think I'm an expert at it. I do know people who run far, far bigger businesses than me and, and are, are really, really good and also seem to have a lot of time on their hands. But the main key points for me is have a team that you trust. In order to have a team that you trust, you need to learn to let go. You need to realise and appreciate that you are not the best person to do the job. And if you don't trust and let go to, to some of the, the actions and delegate to them, then they potentially could go elsewhere. Everybody wants to be trusted. If you think back to a relationship, if you questioned everything you did and everywhere you went and who you're on the phone to and who you're texting, that's not a fun place to be. Now, take the same principle and put it into the workspace. You're not trusted. What are you doing? Can I have a look at your work? Can I check on it? Can you show me before you send it off? Can you show me before you press the button? 
again, that's not a nice place to be. You need to be able to trust and let go so that your team can run the business. And they're going to make mistakes. It's a little bit like if you've got kids, the first time you, you, you taught your son or your daughter to ride a bike, what happened? They fell off. It happens at everything. I think it's there's never been a kid that's got on a bike and never fell off in history. But you didn't just budge the kid out, your son or your daughter out the way, get on the bike and say, out the way, dad's going to show you how to, how to ride it. He said, right, come on, get back on the bike. And you just grip the back seat a little bit tighter, put your hand on the handlebars, and you just run alongside with them. And that's how you should train and delegate it to your team the same way. So you don't just say, out the way, I'm going to do it back. Because again, it's that trust that you want to build up. So key things, finding a team, delegating to them, learning to let go and trust. And then you grow and you scale that business. And then what you do is you do not start onto a very time-intensive additional business until the first business can afford to let you go, until it can afford for you to take your hands off the training wheels and then delegate it and somebody else run with that. What a lot of entrepreneurs, true entrepreneurs do is they start a business, they grow it, they're still embroiled, they're still involved in the business, and then they get shiny penny syndrome and they jump onto something else. Now, that doesn't mean necessarily mean a limited company, a limited company, a limited company. You could have one limited company, it could be setting up a new department. So if, you have, if you've got an estate agency, it could be, right, we're going to start a commercial arm. We're going to sell commercial properties and shops and businesses. Or it could be we're going to bring in a mortgage company to do all the mortgages for the properties we sell. And you haven't actually systemized or grown or scaled the original um, business of selling properties or letting properties. Now, before you know it, you're involved in three, four different departments and you're a key, you're the key pivotal person to those to those departments. And what happens if you take a day off? What happens if something goes wrong or you don't spend more than a you spend more than a week away from a certain department? It goes to it goes to wreck and ruin. So again, you've got to get yourself out of the business and you don't start something until that, that that other department or business, limited company, whatever it is, can run well enough without you. It's exactly the same when starting a new business. It's exactly the same when opening up a new branch, a new department, a new concept, a new business opportunity, something completely out of the ordinary. Now, when I've stepped away from Castledean, that has literally given me three days a week, three to four days a week to look at this um, SaaS business. That's brilliant because we'd systemized it. And by the way, it took me 12 years to do that in, in various capacity. So it's it's definitely not an overnight success. Now, because of that, I can really devote my time to this and make this a success. And I won't look at anything else until this is up and running and we've got a team in to, to run it without me. So I hope that's been useful. I hope you get an idea about how I work and use my diary to my advantage and how I can delegate stuff. Um, and any questions, just pop it in the comments below. Really appreciate you hitting that like and subscribe button so you get all notifications when a new video drops. And we'll hope to see you next time on Leadership Revealed.